Welcome to Inspiration Rising. My name is David Trotter, and I'm a business growth consultant. I'm passionate about helping business owners just like you rise above your biggest barriers to reach your greatest goals, all without the paralyzing overwhelm, feeling all alone, or wondering what the heck to do next. You're in the right place. I'm super glad that you're here. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Inspiration Rising. Great to be with you today. Hey, last week, I actually took a trip to my hometown where I grew up when I was a kid, Bowling Green, Kentucky. Some of you may not know that. I actually grew up in the state of Kentucky until I was 16, and then my family and I moved to Northern California, and a couple years later, I ended up moving here to Southern California, where I went to college, met my wife, and had a family. But, um, you know, I've been feeling a little ungrounded, having some disappointment, having some challenges in my own life and trying to figure things out in terms of like getting regrounded. And I, I said to my wife, I go, you know, I think I want to travel back to my hometown, Bowling Green, Kentucky, where I grew up and just sit in front of a couple of houses where I have a lot of memories. And it's not that the external sitting there, right? Something I, I'm going to change something externally. No, I'm being reminded of the memories and having the emotions of what went on in those houses, which was for the most part, very positive. There was one particular home that was very excited to go and sit in front of at 1415 Nutwood in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And uh, anyway, between that experience and then I chose to go on and meet a friend in New York who I was very excited to visit. Um, she and I have become friends online and I wanted to meet her husband and kids and just talk business and all that good stuff. Let me tell you, between both of these experiences, the both kind of parts of the trip, one in Kentucky and one in New York, they were uh, filled with a lot of disappointment, a lot of unmet expectations and I wanted to just share a little bit of that with you. I actually recorded this episode. This is um, from the Solarize on Sunday mornings. We do this at 8 a.m. Pacific time every uh, Sunday. And I share that via Facebook Live on the Inspiration Rising Facebook page and then share the audio here with you. And I'm recording this from Oriskany, New York. I know you don't know where Oriskany is. Neither do I, actually. Somewhere in upstate New York, I was staying in a Motel 6. Yes, unmet expectations. And in the midst of it, I'm sharing a little bit about my own journey and what does it look like to be thankful and cultivate thankfulness in the midst of disappointment. So let's jump into this recording of the live Solarize broadcast from Facebook Live. Let's jump in. If we haven't had a chance to meet before, my name is David Trotter. I'm the founder of um, uh, Rise Up Business Academy and the host of the Inspiration Rising podcast. Um, you may notice that I'm in a very plush motel room. Um, it's very nice. And I'd love to tell you the story briefly about how I got here. And I'm trying to see, I'm on my laptop, so I'm not in kind of the normal mode of um, being able to see uh, comments. So I'm going to actually open up my phone here just in case you guys have some comments. I want to be able to, to respond to you guys, but it's great to see you. Glad you're here. Um, you know, um, I sent this out in a message a couple days ago, but I um, actually traveled the last week uh, to Bowling Green, Kentucky. And um, I live in Southern California. If you're outside the United States, it's a long flight to get there. It's all the way across the U.S. And, um, you know, the last couple of months, I've been just feeling a bit ungrounded, like feeling like 
um, things are kind of a little bit unsettled in my life. Like I've got um, a higher level of dissatisfaction than normal. Um, I probably live with a bit more of a higher level of dissatisfaction than most. I don't know if that's something good to compare with. But my friend Stacy says that those of us who are creative entrepreneurs, we have a bit of more of a a higher level of that dissatisfaction because we're always wanting to create something or make a difference in the world or move something forward. And we need that sense of dissatisfaction in order to kind of propel us. Like it's a part of the whole journey. It's like, you don't want it, but it's just kind of there. So um, I've been feeling that a little bit more strongly the last couple of months. And, you know, for me, the thing that kept um, coming to my mind was I feel like I wanted to go back to where I grew up in Bowling Green, Kentucky, just to kind of reorient myself. It's almost like you go back to the place where you go, okay, I know who I was here. Who am I now? Now, I know that that work is all internal, right? It has nothing to do with the physical location. Um, it's all an internal work. But for me, being in certain physical locations brings up things in a more profound way. Is that true for you? Like if you've gone somewhere that was a meaningful location in life, I want you to think for a moment about a place that is really meaningful for you. It could be where something happened um, that was tragic. It could be some something that holds a very special memory. Maybe it's with a grandparent or a parent. Maybe it's the place where you were proposed to or maybe the place where you divorced or maybe where you had your first kid or I don't know, right? There's all these different physical locations that mean something to us. Well, for me, um, Bowling Green, Kentucky is where I live from age 5 to 16, and I had just a lot of formative experiences during those 11 years. Now I think about 11 years, and I go, that's not that long, but then as a kid, that's a long period of time. So anyway, I um, talked to my wife about it, and uh, she was super supportive, and I said, you know, I feel like I'm not supposed to just go there for a couple of days, um, but I, I want to maybe see if I uh, see a friend as well. Now, I have a 30-year high school reunion coming up next month. I see these people online on Facebook. Do I really want to go to that in August? No, I was feeling more drawn to. I just want to go there for a couple days, spend time. And then I thought, you know, I'd love to go see my friend, Jessie. She lives in New York. I was supposed to see her in Jamaica. I've done some collaboration things with her online. That'd be super fun to meet her family, her husband and kids and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, I planned this one-week trip and uh, arrived in Bowling Green, Kentucky, um, Jeez, I'm trying to remember even when I when I got there, all the days seemed mixed up to me. Uh, Monday, I think I arrived. Sunday, I can't remember. Sunday, 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 Monday. I I don't. Even, it doesn't even matter. I arrived there about a week ago, and um, uh, so no, it was Wednesday. <laughs> it was Wednesday. All oh, the days in my head. So I get there Wednesday, and um, I'm gonna go out to dinner. And, you know, one of the main reasons why I wanted to go to Bowling Green, Kentucky was to sit in front of several homes that we had lived in. And I just wanted to have those memories. Not that they would be new memories, but I just wanted to have the sense of memories. I wanted to go there. I wanted to see the place where I played baseball, see the place where I'd have my my um, my paper route, see the place where I learned photography, see the place where I ran track and cross country and played basketball, see the place... And specifically, I wanted to go and sit in front of this one house that really holds a lot of memories of my childhood. The home was built in, I don't know, late 1800s, early 1900s. And um, I just wanted to go sit there. And it's a very special house to me in my mind. You may have a house like that. Is there a house that you grew up in that just holds special memories for you? 
And isn't it weird that these physical homes that we've lived in hold some sort of special, sacred memories for us? And those could even be um, painful. I feel like there's this flashing going on in the light. I mean, I do. I am in a very nice, um, you know, motel. It's the computer, blah blah blah. You can deal with it. I don't have time to deal with that. This is more about the heart than anything else, right? Okay, so yes, some people are saying this is true. Roxanne, Kristen, hi Dale, you finally made it to the right spot. Amy, good to see you. Okay, so there are these special homes, right? So I'm getting ready to go to dinner at this kind of a nice restaurant that I had seen friends from high school posting about. And I'm like, oh, as I'm driving, I go, that's the street I drove, that's the street I grew up on, Nutwood. And so I hit a U-turn. And I'm going down Nutwood, right? And I'm seeing all the the homes that I would walk by because I walked from this house to my elementary school, T.C. Cherry Elementary School, for many years, right? And I'm seeing all these houses that I used to walk by day after day, year after year. And I'm getting to um, the place. I'm counting down the addresses, and I'm looking for 1415 Nutwood. And I get there, and the house is gone. It's just gone. Every other house on the street is there. House, 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 grass lot, house, 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 house. The house that I flew all the way to Bowling Green, Kentucky in order to see is just gone. Like it's just a grass lot. My heart sunk. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I flew all this way to sit in front of this house. This was the house I wanted to see. Now, I had been back to that house in the last 10 years. I have, you know, I've been back to Kentucky maybe a half dozen times um, since I left when I was 16. It holds a very special place in my heart. And um, I've always seen this house. And over the years, I've noticed it's gotten more and more dilapidated. There's a rock wall in front. It was starting to crumble. Last time I went, I don't remember when it was, seven to eight years ago, some windows were boarded up. It didn't look like anybody was living there. Made me sad. The white picket fence in the backyard where my dad and I had built it was gone. There used to be this giant garden that we had as a family, right? And so you, you are probably thinking, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, why didn't you just look on Google Maps to see if the house is still there? Well, of course, that night after I noticed that the house was gone, I went on Google Maps. And I will tell you, if you go to 1415 Nutwood in Bowling Green, Kentucky, the picture of the house is still there. So your, your solution would not have worked. <laughs> Now the house, I think the picture said it was from like 2013, 2014, something like that. So um, if I would have done that, I, I could have had somebody go, hey, do you want to drive? Who says, who thinks that? Who says, hey, I want to have a friend go drive by and see if my childhood home is still there. No, you just go, this is the whole street of houses. Why would the house be gone? Now it's just a grass lot. And so in my mind, I start to go, what does this mean? What does this mean? I'm, I have a meaning-making mind. Most of us do. Most of us, when something happens, we start to try to go, how do I put this into like a construct of the way that I think about the world? Right? You meet somebody. It's a weird interaction. I wonder what that meant. Now, some of us just take it for face value and go, well, that was weird, and keep moving on. But others of us, I think like me, go, what did that mean? Does that mean something? 
I think some people are on the continuum where like everything's got to mean something. And it's kind of like, dude, you hit a red light. It doesn't mean that God was trying to save you from an accident. Okay. It just was a red light. Other people don't care. You're probably in that continuum somewhere. But when you fly all the way to Kentucky to see your childhood home and then it's gone, there is a sense of like, well, what does this mean? So I just sat there and I was like, well, I just went to dinner. And then I came back the next day and I literally sat in my car in the back lot area and just looked at it and go, this is a giant grass field now. All of my memories from childhood are gone. But are they? Are the memories gone? Or is the house just gone? The house is gone, but the memories there, I don't know. Right. And so I was left trying to make meaning out of it. And my friend Stacy Robbins, um, through landmark education and all this stuff that I'm not necessarily fully uh, you know, aware of, she's she, you know, her her voice in the back of my mind, she says, David, the only meaning that is there is the meaning that you make. The only meaning to that moment is the meaning that you make. I'm probably not saying that the way that she would say it, but that's what's coming through my head, right? The only meaning that's there is the meaning that you make. So I'm like, well, what do I want this to mean? Do I want this to be sad? It is sad. Like, I feel the sad. I feel a loss. It's not my house. But why do I feel sad? Right? So I'm just processing all of these things. And I spent a couple of days in Bowling Green just processing. And I, I wrote down in my journal um, all of these just memories. I was just sitting in front of my elementary school and just capturing memories, right? Good thing. And all good things. Like, I mean, yeah, okay, there was that one time where Henry Barrett, like, pinned me on the ground and started, like, pummeling me in the face. That was the only fight I've gotten in in my life. I hate that person. Um, I don't even know him. I, that sounds bad, right? I don't really hate him. But that's, okay, that's a memory that came up. That's really one of the only bad memories. There are some, like, challenging interactions with family, like, here and there. But it's really not that bad, right? So but I'm processing all of these memories. As I tell you each week, the story is going somewhere. So I had um, uh, a couple of interactions with some friends uh, from high school. And, uh, um, you know, what's interesting is when you sit down with someone, um, it's interesting how sometimes people don't ask you questions about you, but they feel comfortable talking about themselves. And um, so I had a couple of those interactions where people, I don't know, I just create space for them to talk to themselves. And I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Interesting. They're not asking about me. Interesting. Right? It's like, and I start putting these things together and I go, oh, these are unmet expectations that I'm coming to. I had this expectation of sitting in front of this house. The house is gone. When I have an ex, sit down with a, a, a friend that I haven't seen in a long time, expectations of mutual come back and forth. Oh, interesting. That's kind of unmet expectation. Fascinating. Okay. So I get on a plane. Um, and I come to Syracuse, New York to visit my friend Jesse. Show up at her house, come to find out her husband's very sick. And uh, stay for a couple hours last night. I get a text from her this morning. I'm supposed to spend the day with her and her family because uh, I want to like support her, but also learn from her and have this collaboration. She texts me this morning. She's super sick. She's super sick. Her husband's super sick. Not a good day to hang out. And yet I came all the way here to hang out with her and her family. 
Do you see the connection here? I came all the way from California to Bollinger, Kentucky to sit in front of this house. And now the house is gone. Had a couple of unmet expectation like experiences there. And then I go, oh, okay, I'm going to go to um, uh, New York to spend time with Jesse and her family. And yet she's not available because she's sick. Okay. Wow. Unmet expectations. Isn't that riled? How sometimes in life we just have these desires, things that we want to experience, and we set up a scenario to have a certain experience, and then it just doesn't turn out the way that we would hope that it would go. My guess is that you have situations like that in your life, in the past, and even maybe in the present, where things that you had hoped for, um, things that you had longed for, things that you had dreamed of, just didn't come to pass, or it didn't turn out the way that you had hoped. And it, you, you felt the unmet expectations in that moment. And so rather than staying with my friend Jesse and her family for three nights and enjoying the time, uh, last night at 10 o'clock, I'm driving around rural upstate New York trying to find a place to stay. I went to a call at Quality Inn. It was going to be like $500 for like three nights. And the place is just like totally like, like sketchy place. I jumped online and I found an equally sketchy place for half the price. All right. So I'm now in at this very moment, I'm sitting in a Motel 6 in Oriskany, New York. No, I do not know where that is. I do not know where I am. I'm in the middle of upstate New York. There's rural, it's just grass and farmland and ducks and goats. And I mean, it is like the farthest thing from where I live. And I'm sitting in, this is not my bed. My bed's unmade over there, right? I got two beds in a room. Fancy, fancy Motel 6. So what do you do when things don't go or aren't going like you expected? Because that's what I've been living the last week. When things didn't go as expected. And so one of the things that I'm learning because I'm sharing it with you, is that I can sit and I can mope in this room and be sad that things have not gone as expected this week. I have not had this spiritual breakthrough where I felt grounded. I have not had this amazing moment of um, relational connection. No, I, 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 I sat in front of an empty lot I came all the way to upstate New York to not hang out with a friend because she's sick now. Like, okay. And so the, the skill, and I really believe that it's a skill. The skill that I'm leaning into today is the skill of gratitude. It's the choice of gratitude, right? And I started thinking about that experience sitting in front of my childhood home or sitting, um, at Jesse's last night and knowing that, oh, there's, she's sick, he's sick, blah, 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 right? What does it look like to be thankful, to be thankful for what was in the past? Okay, thankful for what was. Thankful for what is in this moment. And then thankful for what can be in the future. You actually can be thankful for what's possible in the future. So, Think about this with me for a moment, okay? Thankful for what was, thankful for what is, and thankful for what can be. So thankful for what was. I can sit there, and I've got all these memories that I've captured, and I go, I'm thankful for this house. 
I'm thankful for watching my dad renovate parts of it. I'm thankful for the, the cat, my first cat that I got in that home. I'm thankful for the room that I had that when I was reorganizing things and I pushed my back into the plaster, it broke and it opened up this whole cavern that had Life magazine stacked behind the walls. I'm thankful for those memories. I'm thankful for the, the floor furnace that I had to walk around. I'm thankful for when I got the bike uh, for that Christmas. Even though it wasn't the bike that I wanted, I was thankful that I got that bike. I'm thankful for my, my, my parents who loved me in that home. I'm thankful for the memories of climbing the tree. I'm thankful for the memories of, of uh, cutting my finger. I still have a, a scar here on this finger from where a, a knife slipped. I don't... You, you can't even see it. It's right here. I got a little scar on this thing because in that treehouse, I, I had a knife and it slipped and it cut my, I'm thankful for those memories. I'm thankful, right? And there are some challenging memories of like, okay, feeling challenged by parents to push, blah, 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 blah. But when we are thankful for the past, when I'm thankful for the past, what it does inside of me is it can bring some resolution, all right? When I'm thankful for things of the past, I can develop resolution where it feels like something has kind of settled, right? Some things have kind of just settled in my heart when I get to a place of thankfulness. When I'm in a place of um, uh, like uh, reminiscing that feels like I'm trying to recreate something, or if I feel like I'm angry or resentful about something, or if I feel like something is not settled, I don't have that sense of resolution, and so I'm finding that the more I can be thankful about the things of the past, then it provides me with a, a sense of just like this <sighs> resolution. And then thankful for what is. Well, I, I got to spend a couple days in Kentucky and I filmed some videos that, I, that are pretty funny, I think, um, for a new project that I'm working on. Um, I'm thankful for right now that I have this motel room that um, has air conditioning that I have turned off because it's too loud. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to hear me. Um, I'm thankful that I have this beautiful view. I'm thankful that I can go and explore a place that I've never been before. I'm thankful for friends that I can connect with and chat and process these things. I'm thankful for the clothes that I have, the food that I just ate. Um, I'm, 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 I'm thankful for this moment. I'm thankful that I have an airplane to ride home on a day early. I'm thankful for the car that I have. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful. I'm going to tell you, the thankful for what is in this moment, that is sometimes, well, I'm going to, maybe it's either one of, either of these, thankful for what is, thankful, thankful for what was, thankful for what is, and thankful for what can be, could be hard for you. I will tell you, it's easy for me to be thankful for what was. Because I had a great childhood. I had a great home. I had a great experience in Bowling Green, Kentucky. That's easy for me to be thankful for what was. What is not easy for me is to be thankful for what is right now. I just be honest with you, right? It's like, it's a, it feels like a skill that I have to like lean into and intentionally go, I'm going to be thankful. And sometimes, I mean, I have to write it down and then rehearse it because I don't necessarily feel it. So one of the questions that I would have for you is how much of thankfulness is something that you feel first and then you say it secondly or tell somebody else? Or is it something that you say first out of intention, out of choice, and then your feelings catch up later? For me, it's easy to have the feeling first in childhood, thankful for what was. 
and then my words come second. In this moment, it's harder for me to say it up front and then trust that the feelings will follow. But that's what I'm doing today with you is I'm articulating that thankfulness. And what that does is when we're thankful for the past, it brings resolution. When we're thankful for the present, thankful for what it is, it can bring peace. Just a peace in the midst of whatever challenges you're facing. Because my guess is you have some unmet expectations. You have some challenges right now in front of you that are far greater than me sitting in a Motel 6 in a risk in New York. You know what I mean? So you're probably going, oh, I feel real bad for you, Dave. I feel real bad. It's not about comparison, right? This is my little challenging experience. But you have your own challenging experience. And so my invitation to you is to be thankful for what was and thankful for what is. Finding ways to be thankful for the good things that are in your life and even the challenging things. How can you be thankful for what it's teaching you and the opportunities that it's bringing your way? And then the third part is thankful for what can be. I'm in a situation in my life where I'm not sure what the future holds on different things and different possibilities, right? I'm just not sure. Maybe in the past when I have been sure, I've been overconfident of what I, you know, had hoped or dreamed of. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm not sure what the future holds. But what I can be is thankful. I'm thankful for the way that the divine is going to provide for me financially. I'm thankful for the relationships that I'm going to have in the future. I'm thankful for the friendships. I'm thankful for the family. I'm thankful for my wife and kids. I'm thankful for um, the way that I'm going to have the opportunity to express creativity and help people in the world. I'm thankful for all of that. I don't know what it looks like. And so what that does is, if being thankful for what was brings resolution, thankful for what is brings peace, thankful for what can be is it leaves us open to possibilities. And I believe it even draws those possibilities to us when we're thankful for them in advance. But if we're in a posture of worry, anxiety, stress, or fear, it actually pushes away the things that we might want and draws near the things that we might be worrying and anxious or afraid about, right? Because like attracts like. So if I'm thankful for the good things, that that's going to draw those things to me. So that's that's the posture that I'm kind of living into today is that I'm thankful for what was. Thankful. I can feel it before I say it. I'm thankful for what is. I have to say it before I feel it and trust that my feelings will follow. And the future, I'm thankful for what can be. In this moment, I will tell you, I'm choosing to be thankful for that and hoping and trusting that my feelings will follow for that as well. Yeah. So that's the magical power of gratitude in this moment in my life. And I don't know if that's helpful for you in any way, but it's the way that I'm processing kind of where I'm at in the midst of unmet expectations. Unmet expectations of my childhood home being just gone. What does that mean? Well, I don't know. It's a grass lot. I can make up the meaning that I can plant anything that I want. I can create anything. It's one meaning that I could. I'm processing that. I don't know what it means. But I do know that I can be thankful for what was. And also thankful for what is. This is a beautiful grass lot. Somebody can buy it and create whatever they want. It's awesome. Thankful for what is in this moment. Well, I don't get to see my friend Jesse. I'm sitting in freaking rural upstate New York in a Motel 6 out in the middle of nowhere. 
Hey, I'm thankful for what it is because I've got the entire day in front of me to film hilarious videos in locations that I've never been before. But what do I feel like doing? I feel like crawling in that bed and watching Netflix all day. That's what my feelings feel like. But when I change, I actually have the power to change those feelings by saying, I'm thankful to be here. I'm thankful to have an adventure. I'm thankful to be in a place I've never been before. I'm thankful to have the money to be able to pay for this hotel room. No, let me restate that. I'm thankful to be able to pay for this motel room. I'm thankful that I have a car to drive. I'm thankful that I can, like, I've got plenty of money for, I'm, I'm thankful that I have this beautiful place to go shoot videos and have fun, you know, doing that. I'm thankful. I start to feel it a little bit. I don't feel it a lot, but I feel a little bit. And that might be what you need to do today is to just Say the thankfulness before you feel it. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. So thankful for what was, thankful for what is, thankful for what can be. It's the magical power of gratitude. And I want to invite you to step into that with me today. So I think you guys are amazing. I love you. I care about you so much. And um, if this has been helpful, I just invite you to even share this video on your Facebook wall. Um, so that other people might be able to enjoy it. Uh, I take the audio and put it on the podcast for next week um, as well. So um, I hope you guys have an amazing Sunday. I hope that you are feeling some of the gratitude that you're expressing. And um, maybe even you want to reach out to a friend or a family member and express that gratitude. Even if it's not about them, it's just about the gratitude of this moment. Because when you express it to somebody, I think that does something to activate something in your heart. And so rather than just saying it to yourself, you may want to reach out to someone and say it to them. I'm thankful for today. I'm thankful for the opportunities that I have. Yeah. Hey, let me give you a blessing before you leave. Um, if you want to put your hands over your heart, you're welcome to. I just um, My hope is that this is a movement of the heart, not just a movement of information from my brain to yours. So today, may you know that I am thankful for you. I'm thankful for the ways that you are um, bringing love and light and joy to the people around you. I'm thankful for all the things that you've experienced, thankful for what was in your life, and know that that's what's molded and shaped you into the beautiful person that you are today. I'm thankful for what is in your life. May you be thankful for that as well. The good things the challenging things that are teaching you all sorts of different things. And may you be willing to even look with eyes of hope and anticipation of your future, not knowing what it looks like, but being even thankful in advance for what's to come. May you be courageous enough to be thankful for what you don't even know is coming your way. And trust that because of your thankfulness, you're actually attracting good things into your life. Go in God's grace and have a great day. Hey, congrats on listening to another episode of Inspiration Rising. Why congrats? Because you're pouring education and inspiration into your mind and heart. And that's something we all need if we're going to grow our businesses and reach our goals in life. Now, if you enjoy Inspiration Rising, do us a favor, share it with a friend, take a screenshot of your favorite episode and text it to them. Tell them to search for Inspiration Rising on their favorite podcast app and click subscribe. I want you to know today that you're inspired, empowered, and loved. 
not because of the way you feel or what anyone else says about you, but because that's your true identity. 